Hi guys, it's Graham here from the podcast. Just before the podcast starts, I just want to let you know what we think. So we really appreciate every single listen that we get and we, we're doing our best. You never ever charge for anything. But we have signed up over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. So there's no subscription. It's a one-time thing. You can do it at your leisure. But basically, if you want, you can gift us the price of a cup of coffee. So if you would buy us a cup of coffee, for, for listening to the podcast it's a way to do it now we would never no not a case we would never but we, we're trying our best never not demonetize but there is running costs obviously there's time there's one to help guys to give up a lot of their free time and stuff they get better mics and better quality stuff and have more time to put out better quality content now listen if you don't want to do that that is more than okay honestly we hope that you just keep enjoying the free content and and just supporting the podcast for your lessons because it really does help. We absolutely love doing it and we appreciate every lesson, every bit of feedback and everything going. So if you want, you'll find the link on our Twitter. It's pinned or on our link tree. It should be in there too. So it's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. Thank you and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Paul and Lee. And we're going to review our 3-0 victory against Bournemouth this afternoon. And what a nice, convincing win it was. It's been a while since we've had a, a really confident win um, where we just stuffed another team and they didn't look like they were in with a chance of turning us over at all. Um, it's one of them performances where it's really rare that we just didn't take our foot off their throats all game, which is just amazing to see. Sometimes when we score a goal, or two, you know, we, we take the foot off the gas and they come back into it. And there was a couple of Navy moments. Um, I think the crowd and, and you boys were, were there as well today. You know, when, when the ball went into our box, it, it was a little bit Navy sometimes. But other than that, um, you know, we, we absolutely done them in from start to finish. Every one of our boys were excellent, including James Garner. I think he was my man of the match, but we'll come on to the man of the matches later. But um, no, just a, just a tremendous win. And... I'm so glad we did because their manager, you know, a couple of days ago was saying, I think it's a good chance to get our first win here at Goodison. So how does that feel, Mr. Iriola? You fucking teared. So, um, Paul, I'll just start with you, mate. Um, talk to us about the goal, mate, the first one. James Garner in the eighth minute, very early goal early on. And it was similar to the Villa goal in some ways uh, with the Calvert-Lewin because, you know, we put, we pressed really high up the field and quite effectively. And the defence just couldn't cope with that press and they, they crumbled under pressure. The core, I think, hustles it and it, it gets picked up by uh, James Garner. And he calmly and coolly just slots it in the bottom corner. Really nice goal. Oh, mate, yeah, beautiful. So, I can't, I think it was the 27 for Bournemouth, something like Zabrini or something. I think, uh, obviously, a little slip there, which was nice, but obviously Garner took it in a stride, mate. And, um, Weirdly, I was screaming for the pass at first. I'm not going to lie. Uh, from where I obviously, the other side, I was screaming for the pass. I think Calvert Loom was just to the right of Ghana. So mm. um, I was screaming for the pass there. And, but obviously, he just slotted it, mate. I think he, he from what I've seen, he dummy to hit it to the left or pass yeah. it to the left and to the keeper's left, obviously, to his right. And it was just lovely, mate. It was a it was a fantastic goal. Um, and, and you're right. I think it settled a little bit of nerves down because. You could clearly see what Bournemouth were doing just from the kickoff was hitting Young. They yeah. were hitting Young with long balls every time. Yeah. And uh, Young got that obligatory yellow card at the very beginning of the game again, mate, which he seems to get within the first few minutes of every match. So, um, 
yeah, but it, that didn't put a damper on anything, mate. That that goal settled us right down, and um, oh, it was lovely. It was just you feel it in the crowd that the relief. Uh, Lee probably started from the park end, and certainly from the Gladys Street. Um, you know, everyone was on it. They were, they, they really were, and I think it was going to go one or two ways for Dice there with that one. But um, no, listen on the positives, it was a great goal. Um, yeah, and he is class. He played him in his proper position in the middle of the park. Yeah. He was right on it, and he was fresh, buzzing round, and yeah, class goal, mate, class goal. Yeah, delightful, really nice. Uh, Lee, talk to us about that one. You were right behind it, weren't you? Well, I was. I was literally about ten foot over the crossbar, basically. Um, and he does. Paul's right. He does drop his shoulder as if he's going to pass it to Decore, mm. um, and then just slots it. I thought. I mean, I'm not criticising Garner because he scored, but uh, that when you watch it again, keeper should have saved it. Sure. It was about a foot. Of, it was it was about a foot away from his from his left hand. Hmm. But he was sort of blinded by the defender as well. The centre half who was like jockeying Garner basically. But yeah. no, for, like I said to you, John, on the last pod, the intensity when we didn't have the ball against Luton. Now, mm. granted, we did have like seventy percent possession against Luton. Yeah, but I said the intensity wasn't there when we didn't have the ball, and it was there all game today. Yeah. And I mean all game. That was the way we played against Brentford and Villa in them two wins before that Luton game. Yeah, and the first goal comes from it. Put mm. them under pressure. Defender slips, put the ball up, and I think it was basically three on two. Yeah, in our favour, and we ended up scoring. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's a pretty simple game football sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is when you play like that. I mean, Bournemouth obsessed with trying to pass it out from the back and trying to play through midfield, and it was just yeah. proven impossible for them. I don't know why they keep insisting on doing that all game, but you know, to our benefit, like likes of Onana, where mate. And it is weird because, as Paul said, they were targeting young. So why not just say to the goalkeeper, just look, because. That's what they were doing. They were playing it to our centre half, and then they were pinging it towards Ashley Young. Yeah. Well, just let the keeper do it instead of putting the defenders under pressure. Yeah. But I don't think Neto in the first half hit the ball out of his box like for 50, 60 yards. Yeah. It was all straw passing. Hmm. Well, yeah. Absolutely, mate. Um, just on that young yellow card as well, it was it was silly. It was a silly yellow card that because. I mean, Utara, he, he kind of dummy there and just let it run past him. Um, and Young, very cynical, stupid foul. I mean, he, he could have just let that go because he, I don't think he was going to get in. It was it was it was like quite wide hugging the touchline, so it wasn't going to like prove any trouble. I don't think. But yeah, just actually Young, he's just got to stop doing stupid stuff like that. He's thirty eight. You'd think he'd have more, you know, sense around stuff like that now. Um, but I don't know what it is. He just doesn't seem to have that, you know, that um. That guile, if you like, and, and that cleverness at, at his age, which is weird. He's playing like a young lad, like making silly mistakes like that. It's it's very strange sometimes. Um but yeah, you know, first 16, 20 minutes, and, and in fact the whole game we were just the, the pressing was brilliant. Um Harrison, I thought up until his goal, I was say I was watching it going, I, I don't know what Harrison does. Like he's he's just sitting here, he's just existing in the game, and then fuck me, he comes up with that. <laughs> a half volley there so it, there's um it gets put into the box and the goalie punches it away and then it gets put in again and again the goalie punches it away and the goalie kept crying all game for wanting free kicks all the time but none of them were fouls on him 
so he gets punched out out the box and then uh jack harrison paul uh swings his left foot at it on the half folly and he places it right underneath the ball it kisses the ball on the way in well do you know what mate i think watching harrison's little highlight reels mate he's actually good left hand right and he, he, yeah. he can't half it but mm. seeing that goal again mate because it may be the better judge of this one mate, than me but I seen it. And it it just it didn't move. It was straight as an fucking arrow. So it just yeah. it arrowed in. So from our position at the other end, mm. it it looked like it was flying in, and then it, it you seen it hit the underside of the bar, and then yeah. we just started celebrating from that point. Me, but what a controlled finish, mate! That was all unreal, awesome. I throw all the words at it. It was how many times have we seen our players make crash at it over yeah. the bar, out for a corner, out for a throw, even. Mm-hmm. Um, to see a lad just literally put his head over it and just guided it, he couldn't have hit it any more perfect. Yeah, just like an arrow over a crowded penalty area as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I say, I mean, he'd probably see it better than me, but certainly from what I've seen, I didn't realize it was that far out, Jonathan. Honest, yeah. um, so I think that added even more to it when I saw it. When I got in my car, I thought, let's have a look at that, and um. Jesus, I didn't realise how far out he was. It's an unbelievable goal. I'm not even, you know, over-egging it here. What a finish that is, mate. Um, I haven't seen a finish like that for a while in Goodison. So, um, where it's just, there's a bit of class on it. Don't get me wrong, when Decorey hit that one last season against Bournemouth, yeah, he, he hit it sweet and I think it's took a little nick and all that. That was just like one of them goals, mate, that just, as soon as it leaves the foot, yeah, just, just arrowed in. Man, it was absolutely sweet. I loved it. Fantastic yeah. goal. Really nice. Lee, it's, it's, as Paul just said there, mate, it's not as if he just, you know, tried to hit it as hard as he could. I think he side-footed it in the end and he just, you know, like a nice little bit of composure on it with the side foot. It's like he passed it almost. Yeah, it was. I thought he caught it rather than at the floor, but it was only when they showed the replays on the screen that you see it's basically a half folly. And to control it like that, the way he did, it was fucking unbelievable. But it was weird because it was a bit of a delayed reaction in the back end, like it hit the bar and yeah. it wasn't until it hit the back and left and then we all jumped up. It was crazy because <laughs> I think most of the ground was celebrating before us and we were right behind it. <laughs> but, no, um, there was a flurry of corners. I think both teams had like, i seen the stats at our time and we had six corners in the first half and they had four. But yeah. I think they were all one after the other. Mm. I think we got four corners back to back and then they went up the other end. Yeah, and obviously we, luckily enough, we kept that one alive. And then Harrison, I mean, I agree with you, John. A bit, he wasn't wasn't so much in the game, but he wasn't really out of it as well. He was doing, he was doing his job like helping young out and stuff like that when they had the ball. But he wasn't getting on the ball in offensive areas. But I mean, if if you can do that, do that most weeks, mate. <laughs> that'll be that'll do me very nicely. Absolutely. But, yeah, yeah, really nice, really nice goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought. No, I think that'll be the first of many. That lads, I do honestly think that'll be the first of many from him. Honestly, I hope um, so. Yeah, hope so. As he gets fitter, yeah, he looks uh, looks class on the ball. Like, yeah, definitely. Um, I thought Calvert Lewin had a really great game as well. I just give him. A, he was desperate to get his goal. You could see he was trying. Um, but his all round play today was absolutely sensational. He was literally a the complete striker. You know, he was he was winning flick ons when he was jumping. Ten foot in the air, you know, and he was chesting it. Oh. 
his strength when they, when they pinged it up to him was sensational. Some of the little flicks as well over to Decore just with the back. Absolutely incredible. I've never seen like a, such a complete centre forward performance like that for years, honestly. Did you see that? Um, I think it was when Decore had that effort in like the first two minutes of the second half. Yeah. And if you watch Calvert Lewin in the build up, he must jump about 12 foot in the air. Yeah. On the halfway line, it was because I was like, he's nearly saying hello to me. He was that fucking high. <laughs> I was in row W in the park end as well. <laughs> so, yeah. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, I'm just on yeah. them flicks, mate. That, he did one in the second half where he literally took it into his stride. I think it just went a bit too long. Mm. But, mate, he, he, I think he took it out the air, didn't he? And he, he swivelled on it. It was. <laughs> yeah, that was on like the half turn, weren't it? He took a time with one foot in there. Yeah, yeah. What a sh- what a touch that was. God, I must admit, yeah. I got on my feet there and applauded that one. That was <laughs> that was a bit of class. That it was. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. I mean, his overall play, like it, you know, he had a nice little moment by the corner flag, a little drag and go, and he rinsed the defender, gets to the byline, and then I'm thinking, right, here we go. This is two 0 but. He put he drives it back towards goal to the core, and I think the whole defense is expecting that. I thought maybe he could have went and tried to go for goal at the near post there, maybe. Yeah, no, it was. It was. I think there was another. There was another part as well, because I'm trying to remember it. There was one where Calvert Lewin got played through, but he was offside, and the he, he had to go at the core. And then the flag went off and the core just went like that and pointed at the linesman, <laughs> and Calvert Lewin was like, "Put his head down." But now I thought Calvert Lewin today, considering he didn't get a goal, it's probably his best performance yeah. since he started getting all these injuries. Mm. Like all rounds, as you said, John, like Ed has won flick ons. Yeah. His link up play with the likes of Decore and Onana and Ghana. Yeah. And McNeil as well. I, I think that that's Calvert, that's what he can do. Mm. I think a lot of people forget because he has been out for so long and I'm not Having a pop at anyone because he has been out for ages. He is a good, he is a good link up player. He's yeah. not just good in the air. Yeah, yet he's he's not he's not the best at like the little flicks and tricks and stuff. But it's not as he's a centre forward. But he can play like that as well. So yeah. hopefully now that's that's the start of him. I think what's that now? Three games started. The last three games he started. Mm. Which is probably his best run since before he got injured under Benitez. Mm. Yeah. So long may it continue, mate, because he is a massive focal point. Definitely. No matter what formation we play, when he plays up top, whether it's on his own or whether you know we tried it for a little bit against mm-hmm. Luton with Beto or front with him, mate, he's he he joins everything together in that team for me. Yeah. Oh, he was. So, Absolutely unplayable today. He was yeah, tremendous. He was. Yeah. And it, it, he's formed a nice little partnership there with Decore. I feel like, you know, their chemistry is coming on quite nicely, which is very unlikely. I don't think anyone could have predicted that would be a nice little partnership there, but it's it's, it's working really well for them. Decore, you know, Decore knows when to run beyond Calvert-Lewin when he's, and he almost expects Calvert-Lewin to win every single flick on as well. It's it's such a nice little partnership to see. Um. Just before half time, we had the opportunity to make it three as well. I think it was a really nice counter attack, three on two. Uh, Garner hits hits it across the six yard box, and again, the core is like waiting for the pullback. So it's a classic example there of not knowing what to do in that situation because it's it, it didn't look like it was an attack that they work on in the sleep. And I was thinking, 
Oh, if they'd have just been on the same wavelength, it could, it could have been done. It could have been done and dusted. Um, but then, you know, we, we got the goal just after our time there and make it 3-0. Paul McNeil crosses it from the right-hand side. Um, I think it was Harrison's header that was blocked on the line, I think, and then kind of rebounds a little bit into Corey, just slaps it back in the net. So game over at that point, isn't it? Mate, it was, and you know what? I think McNeil didn't get enough credit for that for that assist there, you know, mate, because he really he has a little look up, and he sort of just it was a a dink. It wasn't just like a a dink in the box just for someone running in. Yeah, I think he spotted Addison, mate. So it was it was on a plate. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were, I thought McNeil. I know they all had a great game, but I must admit I had a little bit of a thing for McNeil because he drifted in and out first half a little bit, but he yeah. never stopped running. But second half, mate, he, he honestly ran himself into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, even at the end, he was he was onto a chance. It's sort of at the very end, but no, that that one there was uh, was on a plate. Addison obviously out of the. I think it was a combination of the keeper and one of the centre halves. I think on the line. Yeah, uh, and then obviously Decore's a few yards out and just smashes it in for a, a deserved goal, mate. So it yeah. was a great team goal, um, and again, the pressing was was there for the whole game, um, mm. which was lovely to see. You see a couple of players starting to sort of like run out of steam a little bit, and I think the substitutions were right. I think uh, Calvert Lewin did look sluggish. He was um, stretching out his calves a few times, mate. So I oh, hope he's not injured, but um, yeah, no, I think he was just. He was clamping up. Same with Harrison. So I think, uh, to be fair to the dice, mate, um, I think he got his sub spot on because if they weren't blowing, there was no, there was genuinely no need to make a sub. Mm. Um, it, in my opinion, it was it was such a good team display. Um, yeah. But yeah, that third goal, mate, absolutely killed it. And then, to be fair, I thought this is a, a matter of how many. I thought we could have got another two or three. Yeah, um, in six, you know. Could have cut on, couldn't it? Honestly, it was... Um, and it would have been lovely just to crack a, f- a couple more in there. Um, and I must admit, I was looking for him to bring Beth on a little bit early because I thought, well, if there's any game here, he's going to definitely get a chance in. Yeah. You know, or two, it'd be this one because we were that on top. Um, so, yeah, I, I think all around, fantastic third goal. And, yeah, I th- I, to be fair, mate, I'm being greedy here. I, I thought we could have got a few more. but be nice. Just for the end of the season, mate, just to get the goal difference up, you know what I mean? Ah, oh, to been spot on. <laughs> we were that dominant with him, you know what I mean, as well. So just fantastic to watch the team absolutely on it. Yeah. Um and blue bomb at the way, genuinely did. Yeah. Um, apart from a few little little bits they had towards the end. But nah, mate, it was it was a tremendous gotta give credit with it. It was a tremendous performance uh, yeah. to a man there today. It was made up with them. Absolutely, mate, definitely. Um just touching back on that McNeil thing there, I think it was seventy fifth minute or whatever it was. Um I think they had a chance and I, th- I think it was McNeil on the line down our end and then ten ten seconds later he's up like near their box doing a counter attack with the core aids. Absolutely insane. Like he's he's got stamina McNeil and you can see he can just run for days. It's it's just tremendous to see that um, you know, the willingness to just bust the gut to get up the field is just absolutely glorious to watch. Um Lee, talk to us about um, this partnership with um, Onana and James Garner, because they seem to flourish when they're playing together and they complement each other really well. It's like, you know, the, the little one-two passes that they put together in the middle of the park and both of them were just absolute monsters today. Yeah, they, they were, to be fair. And, uh, you know, you can't really give Dice credit because that wasn't the... I mean, you can give him credit for today, <laughs> but that wasn't meant to be the partnership. Yeah, because obviously Jesse Gay got injured in the warm up. Yeah, and Onana was coming in. Yeah, yeah, something like that. 
But no, I was even saying that coming out the ground to one of the fellas who I was sitting next to. I was like, that is the end of James Garner at right mid or right wing now. To be. He can he cannot play there no more. Mm. To me. I mean, yeah, maybe in the FA Cup third round against a League Two team or something, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> no, he's just he's too good in centre midfield. He's the one player. He's a better version of Gomez. Oh. And no disrespect to Gomez. Yeah. Because I know you really like him, John. <laughs> but he's composed on the ball. He can pick he can do everything Gomez can do, but mm. he can tackle. Yeah. And he's got an engine on him. Mm. And so for me, he's an upgrade in that sense. Yeah. So for me, he's got to play there. Absolutely. Even if it is, even if it is a three in midfield with, you know, Onana and Ghana, I don't mind that. Mm. But I, I don't want to see him playing right mid anymore because he's just, he's he does a job. Don't get me wrong, he doesn't stink the gaff out. Mm. But he's better in the midfield today, and against was it against Villa in the yeah. league cup he played there. Yeah. Then two games of shown. Ah, that's his position. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, just bossed it. Oh. Bossed it. Yeah. As you said, he's not oh, scared. Oh. A couple of 50-50s there. He was flying in as well, which is really yeah. nice to see. Yeah, there was one. I think it was not long after the first goal. And the Bournemouth player ran into him. And you could see he stayed down for the second. And I was thinking, that looks sore, And he just bounced yeah. back up. Hmm. I was like, yes, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Can't mate. have him going down. No, but I've just um, I've just had a look on that foot mob. Then every single Everton player that started the game got a higher rating than all the ball players. Oh, nice! There the top go. eleven rated players at all Everton. Yeah, sensational, brilliant performance. Every single one of them. Um, Onana had a chance himself. Um, Paul, where I think it was McNeil again. His crossing and his corners have just gone up. Um, so he whips like a really deep corner in. At the back post, Onana headers it. I think it comes off the post and then kind of bounces back to him and he hits it towards goal and it's saved. But I think Onana was a bit unlucky not to get a goal today. I think he had another chance earlier on in the first half as well. But for me, he's he's got a tra- he's doing all the right things. He just has to get a goal and and maybe it'll kickstart him getting maybe eighth this season perhaps. Yeah, mate. I think that's where that that was the only little little downside is that we didn't score more today. So. If that's the only negative I can get. It's, yeah. it's just a tremendous display. Um, obviously, I know we we know that's been a bit of a problem all season in terms of you know, you know, we're we're creating but we're not scoring. Mm. And I th- and do you know what, mate? In a weird way, that was the same today. Even though it was a comprehensive three 0 we still should have smashed them. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. because that one in the first half, he should have scored, mate. I'm not, yeah. He should have scored. And even from the end, I was in. He, that was literally just at a place that means he didn't need to smash it hmm. he just needed to roll it in I mean me, Lee might see a bit different from that end but to me I thought now just just bury this mate I, yeah. I think he was leaning back a little bit if I remember um, and I'm not going in on him I'm not because he, he, he was brilliant today Yeah. Um, the second half one was yeah it was just it was the angle probably the other was a good header and then yeah. obviously you know the rebound he's unlucky with he, he, he hit it crisp it was lovely Um, you know and it was it was just the angle. I think the keeper had it covered there, so just a bit unlucky. But he, he should be doing that, John. He, he sh- and I think if he's got license now with with James Garner in there mm. and the Corey dropping in and filling in, you know, if he does break forward, then he he should be getting goals. Yeah, I think that's probably one area that I'd love to see him improve a little bit on. Um, yeah, because he does flatter to deceive in some games, but 
Now, I'm not criticising them today. As I say, I just I'm I'm being a bit greedy because yeah, they're just not at them by more. Yeah. Without a doubt, okay. uh, I'm I'm over the moon with the score. I'm over the moon with every player on that pitch. Mm. I'm just a little gutted it wasn't more. Um, yeah. you know because they deserved it. Um, which is which is a rare thing. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lock the lad. He should have slotted the first one in the first half, but hey ho, it is what it is. Um, great display, and I'm, I'm not taking away from him today. No way. Yeah, to be fair, mate, we we we've earned the right to be a bit greedy. Like as I say, it's been a while since you've had such a convincing performance. Um, I think it's 17 Premier League games at home without scoring more than one, and then we get three. Could have been six. Um, 25 shots today, Lee. Um, that's one for the XG brigade there. You know what I mean? That's um, <laughs> it's a nice convincing performance. We absolutely battered them, and, and it could have been a lot more. Um, every player on the field to a man, even McIlenko was fucking solid. He was getting up the up the line as well, and you know overlapping McNeil as well, and and they, they had a really nice little partnership going on. And I just want to touch on Jared Branthwaite as well, Lee, because again, mate, you know we keep highlighting him, but. Every single game, he just gets better and better and better. And um, he's just signed a new deal as well. So, so happy days with him. Yeah, I mean, I slightly, I thought I said on the last pod that it was his worst game against Luton. But, I mean, apart from that, he's been absolutely, and again today, yeah. absolutely sensational. Mm. Like, there was some tackles in the, I think it was on Solanke. Yeah. And he did catch him. He caught him after he got the ball. Mm. And I was looking at it going, you know, you've seen like three kicks and yellow cards being given. But I mean, the referee didn't get much right today. Mm. Um, but that one he did. And he got a big, massive cheer and everyone was clapping and he got the crowd up. Yeah. And it wasn't the only time he'd done it. He'd done it a few times. He was, I thought he got bullied last week by the Luton centre forward. But today, Dominic, he was the bullying. He was doing the bullying. Yeah, didn't Solanke didn't get a sniff all game because of him and Tarkovsky. To be fair, yeah, brilliant. But um, just going back to that Onana one. I mean, yeah. I actually didn't see the second one because there was that many players around, mm. and obviously I was at the other end. But that first one, he was on the half turn, and the defender came in, and I'm. Not being funny, he's lucky. The defender's lucky he didn't give, give a pen away. He stands yeah. on his ankle. That's why he stayed down for like five minutes. He stayed down for about two minutes. Oh, I missed that one. Missed Honestly, that one. Going, um, I've just watched the Sky Sports highlights. It's on there. And watched the replay. And it, his foot ends. It, it's not malicious. It's just mm-hmm. late. Yeah. But you've seen, I've seen free kicks given for them type of late challenges. Yeah. So he's, he's a lucky in a way. Like, but... Yeah. And it was literally when you watched the replay, I didn't even realize how close it was. Mate, it was millimeters away from it in the post. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now it's just, you know, as Paul said, mate, literally all of them to a man. It's probably the most, you know, even when Lampard took over and we beat like Leeds, didn't we? And we beat Brentford in the cup. Mm. They weren't that, mate. That was a controlled game. And, uh, I understand what he's saying about wanting more than that. But I thought it was just good game management. The game was won. Don't take any risks. Mm. You know, we started passing it around the back and Pickford was basically playing like fucking, well, out of his own area for most of the second half. Yeah. But... Can I just say on that Pickford one early, but 
Some of Pickford's passion, mate, was out of this world today, wasn't it? Oh, had a bit of a bad one. <laughs> mate, honest to God, he kicked one in the first, in the second half it was, yeah. And it took one bounce and it ended up on the six-yard box at the Gladys Street. One bounce it was, mate. He, and it didn't even look like he hit it hard. But mm. he must have wellied it and it just bounced over Carvel and Zed. And I was like, fuck me, mate. That, I, I've never realised how how far he can kick the ball. Yeah. But he's got some left left peg on him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And in a game where, you know, he, he had relatively little to do because Bournemouth didn't pose that much of a threat. And, you know, defensively, we were absolutely sound. But Pickford, you know, he, he did keep his concentration towards the end. There was a couple of little moments off corners. He well. made one. One yeah. really good save at the very end. I think it was eightieth minute. Yeah, and the ball came across, and it got it. It was going the other way to where he come from, and he just put his hand out. Yeah, it was a good save. Like, but it wasn't. I was just as I say, I was watching the Sky Sports highlights, and they didn't, they didn't show it. But mm. it was a fucking good save. So yeah. if you watch that that show called Match of the Day tonight, you might see it. <laughs> It's getting it's getting weird now. I'm watching it too often. I need to pack it in. <laughs> Just really strange. Um, you know, yeah, tremendous, tremendous victory and very convincing. Really nice to watch. Three wins in the last four games now. Um, but I don't know. I have seen a stat on Twitter saying Dice has won nine of his last sixty-five. I don't know. I don't know how true that is or not. But I mean, lately the form's definitely picked up. Um, if we can continue playing like this. Um, against other sides, I know Bournemouth, you know Wolves, Luton, you know these t- type of teams at home. You'd kind of expect us to go for it at home like that, even mm-hmm. though we're losing, but we've been putting performances in. Um, so if you can just keep this up, if another team comes to Goodison, a, a bigger side, and we can play like that and have you know similar type of of shots or whatever the case, then you know happy days. But um, yeah, just going back to that the substitution, Paul. Again, you know. I think it was uh, 85 minutes or something like that when Beto came on for Calvert-Lewin. I mean, this is the game where you think just, what's he, I mean, what is, what's he going to do in like 10, 10 minutes, you know what I mean, 5 or 10 minutes? Just put him on with 20 minutes to go. The game's already done and dusted. Just let him run riot. Um, their, their defenders have had enough. They want to go home and retire. So just put him on, let him run riot. I don't know what he's going to do in five minutes. Like, how's he supposed to get up to speed? Yeah, mate, and that, that, I think that's one of the little little downsides I think I had because I think it was the 83rd he brought Beth on. So I was thinking he could have come on maybe with 15 to go there just to warm into the game. So he come on a little bit cold and you could see he was cold in. And it, we were sort of striding forward at that point because mm. Bournemouth were trying to come forward. So we kept catching them out and obviously with the press that was still going on um, in the second half. And I felt a little bit sorry for Beto, actually, because, um, yeah, he, he, he was just a little bit cold coming into a pretty, like, full-on game there. So, yeah. I thought if he had brought someone with about 15, 20 to go, mm. Calvert-Lewin was flagging a bit, mate, and he was unreal today, by the way, he yeah. was. Um, but, yeah, I felt a little bit for Beto, because it, it looked like he he was off the boil. It wasn't that. It, it was literally the fact that he'd come on too late. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, same with, sort of, like, Chimiti as well. He came on. And that kid, I think there's something about that kid a little bit. Um, got a little bit of pace about him as well. Um, yeah. There was a couple of heavy through balls from Ashley Young. Yeah. And it was like, oh, just a little bit over it. Maybe he was a bit leggy himself, but mm. there was a couple of opportunities. And that's where, you know, I, I was being a bit greedy in terms of goals because I just sniffed that there was 
a proper killing here. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. I thought it'd just be lovely to see like a Chimithy or a Beto knocking mm. at the Gladys Street and uh, yeah. you know, for the confidence and, and and for the fans as well to like get behind them and brush off a little bit of the doubt that we've that's starting to creep in a little bit. Um, you know, for players like Beto, and I've been critical myself, um, mm. critical of them all as we all have probably. Um, but I just wanted to just lay one on Blanksweight there at the end. I think I said in a few pods ago, I, I couldn't think of an Everton player who I'd probably get, you know, the name on the back of my kid's shirt, but yeah. I'd definitely get Blanksweight's name on the back of it in 80 yeah. years. Um, he's the fortune, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I know, yeah. He was just unreal. And that tackle he mentioned before, mate, that, even from the Gladys seat, that was a proper challenge. That I yeah. loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was nothing else in his mind, you know, that little turn of pace and that Solanke didn't know what hit him. So, yeah, yeah, just brilliant, just, but yeah, just, just, that, just touching on, on that, on that tackle in particular, because that was a that was one of their rare counter attacks. Mm. And what impressed me the most was he's running and him and Tarkovsky are both going and he goes to Tarkovsky, stay there, I've yeah. got him, yeah, I'll get him. Yeah, and as he's coming, you can see he's he's getting his foot ready. Mm. As he takes that last stride, he's got his foot ready, and then he just lunges in. Yeah, as I say, if he, a second later, and he'd have probably been yellow carded if not sent off. Yeah, but it was just time perfectly. Brilliant. Wow. he's full of confidence and his ability, yeah. his lead as well. As soon as Kiefer Moore came on, at what's he like six foot five, six eight? Blantweight in the box. I'm having him. He's my guy. Just get out the way. Let me mark him. Just sense. Yeah. I watched him come on and he might as well have just done that fucking no the um, Grandpa Simpson, the revolving door, because he done not. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he, he literally came on and then it was done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had one little edit. I think it was on he was Patterson who was trying to mark him, but yeah, apart from that, mate, he done nothing. Um Brantway just had him in his pocket, which is just sensational. I, I you just can't speak highly enough with and the thing is people compare him to John Stones and, and this, that and the other, but Stones might have been you know, he might have been better on the ball at passing and whatever, but I think Branthwaite, compared to what Stones was at, at that level, I think Branthwaite's a much better defender overall. I don't, know, I don't know how you guys feel like, if you feel the same, or whether you think, you know, Stones was better or whatever, but it's just a comparison that a lot of people seem to make at the moment, but Branthwaite is, is, is defensive. Like, you've got to remember, he's a defender first, and then you want him to play, you know what I mean? And, he, and he's doing that perfectly. It's, it's hard to say because, really, I mean, I was one of them. I remember when everyone remembers that that Cruyff turn against Tottenham, yeah. and I was one of the few people that was like, "Go ahead, lad, do it again if you want." Mm. <laughs> you know, you want players, you want players to express themselves. That's mm. how they get the best out of themselves. Yeah, and um, I think it's a bit early to be making that comparison to them. And don't want to put any pressure on him. Not yeah. that he probably listens to this podcast, like, but you know, uh, him, he's definitely on the right trajectory to be at that level. Yeah. Jones is probably one of the best defenders in Europe. Mm. I know he's injured at the minute, but the form he showed over the last 18 months, the few years for England and City has been unbelievable. Yeah. And I do think Brownfield can get to that level. Mm. I just, I don't want to put too much expectation on him because we do this at Everton we build the player up and then the minute he makes a mistake 
like we built them up under Lampard and then he got sent off against Brentford and yeah. a lot of the fan base slagged him off mm. for it and then he's obviously went on loan as a brilliant season on loan at PSV and he's come back mate and it looks like he hasn't been away mm. it really it, that's the biggest compliment you can give him yeah. he's lost it into that defence and no one spoke about Connor Cozy especially mm. his early season form last year yeah. and no one's mentioned Jerry Mina yeah it's true. You haven't just haven't missed him whatsoever. It's, and it's exactly. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, he mean it hasn't played a minute for Fiorentina yet. Mm. And Jada Bramfrey's basically played every single minute of every single game for us. Yeah. It's almost like he's yeah, he's just slotted in. And and again, you know, when I was watching the interview uh, that Everton put out when he signed his new deal a couple of days ago, he, he's just so confident, you know, in, in himself and his abilities, and he comes across as like an absolute professional and. You know, he, he just knows, like, he, he's just so assured of himself, which is just really nice. So he's just slotted in, and he's just doing the business, like. And as you said, mate, he's he's not afraid to tell people where to go or whatever. So it's just incredible, like, and, you know, hopefully long may it continue. Um, but, yeah, no, just just a phenomenal, phenomenal day all around. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted because I really don't, I really don't like Bournemouth, especially after that business with Lampard when he stuffed us twice in one week. Do you know what I mean? So... I despise them now. Um, <laughs> playing them on the last game of the season as well with all that stress. So no, I just hate them. So yeah, really nice performance. And uh, we've got a little break now with the international, and then it's the derby, Paul. So um, would you be feeling confident? Three wins in the last four games. Are you uh, confident going into that one? No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know. Do you know what, mate? That's just. Spanking after spanking, innit? Do you know what I mean? That's why I'm not confident. Um, yeah. But you know what? If, if we can get at Liverpool, you know, they are conceding goals, Liverpool. So I, I, I fancy us more away from home, even though Anfield's a, a nightmare for us um, mm. over the years, isn't it? It's apart from the lockdown game. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah it, I, I'm, not, I'm never confident, and, and I don't, I don't enjoy them home or away. Um, but no, listen, I think, I think. Looking at the away performances that we've got, looking quite solid. And if he plays people in the right positions, then why not? You know, I'd, I'd, if we could nick a draw there or something unbelievably better, then yeah, why not? I, it, it won't change my confidence, mate, wise, unfortunately. I, I can't, I'm not going to let me guard down on this one just yet. <laughs> uh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Um, but no, listen, I, like any derby, it's 11 v 11. And, um, mm. You know why not? Why not? Why not go there and win and, and why not be positive and and, and try? If yeah. we sit back and and play that game, mate, we won't do anything there. Yeah. We won't because mm. the inevitable usually happens. But nah, I'm um, I'm hoping the lads can go there on the back of this and the previous away performances and some of the homes where we we were unlucky. Yeah. Um, and can give them a game. Just give them a game. Um, don't don't bait the crowd. Don't bait the clock and all this bullshit. Yeah. Um, and the Anfield mysterious atmosphere just get stuck in and, and have a bit of pride yeah. and play some football and, and you never know who, who knows mate but uh, I'm not ready to go that extra mile and say hey, we're definitely going to win but I'm, I'm quietly hoping we will yeah definitely mate it's nice to see us play um, at their place first and then at Goodison after Christmas as well it's usually the other way around and it's been for so long I've been saying it's fixed because it's, so, it's, it's always been like that for as long as I can remember, but 
Um, no, it's just nice to have it the other way around for once. Um, Lee, how do you feel going into that one, mate, before we come on to uh, the man of the match today? Exactly the same as Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made you feel you know, And then the day before, you're like, right, I'm up for it now. And then yeah. same old story, isn't it? It's, it's one of them grounds, isn't it? Like Old Trafford, like Stamford Bridge, like the Emirates, basically any team that's part of the top four or top six, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. We just... We just don't seem to perform there. Mm. Uh, but if they can apply themselves, as Paul said, the way they have in the last two away games mm. and the way they did today, there's no reason why we can't get something out of it. Yeah. I'm not gonna sit. I'm not gonna say we're gonna we, we're gonna win, but we've definitely got a chance of getting something out of it if we apply ourselves like we have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just that pressure, mate. That when them when that front three or front four go forward. Like the two wingers and Decore and Carver Lewin made not many teams. We've done it three times now in the last four games, and every time we've done it, we've beat the team that against us. Yeah, because they can't cope. Mm. So just go in with that same attitude. Yeah, um, they seem to be full of confidence as well. The players, yeah. Which is nice, so yeah, it's just a shame, minute that we have our most comfortable and like controlled performance in a long time, and then. We're off for another two weeks now. So yeah. Worst thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is. But it gives them time to sit and, and dwell on it. Like, what a good performance. Yeah. Look back at the stats and the highlights and say, you know, in, 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 in a week's time, you know, when we haven't played a game, we'll, we'll be like, okay, we still had 25 shots. And let's, let's remember how good of a performance that is. And hopefully they can just soak up that, you know, that confidence going into that game then. So, um, Paul, I'll start with you, mate, before I go on to late your man of the match today, mate. Yeah, I'm just going to give it for the sheer effort, um, which he always puts in. I'm going to give it to McNeil today um, because I just thought he, he ran himself into the ground. And even I just loved that one at the very, very end where he was killing himself to get in the box. Yeah. Um, and I just thought that was brilliant, mate. Uh, just just for the sheer effort. And he covered every blade of grass, <laughs> so they say, you know what I mean? And yeah. nah, that, it was a close run thing all over the pitch. Mm. And uh, Calvert Loom, Decorey, everyone. But yeah, I'm I'm just going to edge it just for the the sheer will. Uh, I'll give it to McNeil, mate. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Good shout. He was brilliant. Um, Lee, what about you, mate? Um, it's a, it's close, like and you could give it to all, all any of the eleven, and yeah, I don't think many people will be like, oh no, he weren't that good because they were all good. But I'm just I'm going to say Garner. Yeah. Just because I remember when, I know this is going back a year, this time last year, Lampard, when he came back from his back injury, and Lampard said, it's his turn to cement his place. Yeah. And I think today he showed, this is my place in the team, this is where yeah. I'm going to play. Hmm. And I thought I thought he was unbelievable on the ball. Yeah, He was unbelievable. He was even better off the ball. Hmm. Um, got a goal and didn't stop running. Whereas the last few weeks, he's run out of steam mm. in the last 10 minutes or so. And as Paul just said there, he didn't today. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's just growing and growing every game he plays. Mm. So for me, but I mean, I could give it to anyone. Yeah. But just shading it, I'd say James Garner. Yeah. Good shout, mate. Good shout. I'm going to go a little bit different. Um, I think James Garner was the obvious one, but I'm going to give it to Amadou Onana today. Um, 
I thought he was sensational playing alongside Garner. Um, I mean, we, all the attention was on James Garner in the midfield because that's what we all wanted to see. Um, and I think Owen Anna just went about his business very, very professionally today. And I thought he was outstanding. Um, I think he had the most tackles in the match, uh, most duels. So according to this, and I don't know how true this is again, but, you know, tackles won three out of four. Uh, ground duels, eight out of ten won. Um, aerial duels, two out of two. Ten recoveries. He was just everywhere. He was just like this big fucking daddy long legs all over the pitch. They just couldn't get near him. He was fucking brilliant. And even going forward as well, some of his little reverse passes, you know, where, where he's, he's looking one way and he'll just like slip it the other way. He's definitely improving in the final third as well. So, no, I'm going to give it to him. But as you said, mate, you could have given it to any one of them. They were all sensational, um, apart from Ashley Young. But yeah, what a fantastic performance. Um, really good day, boys. And, you know, we can just sit and soak it up for a little bit and just, you know, enjoy it. Go ahead, mate. Just um, touching on something as well. I hope the players can, like, enjoy this tonight, obviously, because it's international break. But yeah, I think it's justification the way Dice has been trying to play. Like, this is the first time where, well, this is what now the fourth home game out of five where we've had less possession than the opposition, yeah. but we've had, like, over 15 shots on goal. Yeah. And finally today, we got a bit of consistency in yeah. finding the back of the net. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, it justifies the way they have been playing at home. Yeah. Um, you just need to fucking carry it on now. Yeah, absolutely. Which, is never an easy thing when it comes to Everton. Yeah, definitely, mate. I think I've seen a stat. Um, I think we've had over forty shots in the last two games, which is just insane. Like I can't, I can't remember the last time we had this many shots. Really, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we've had more shots on goal at home than what Man City have at the Etihad. Yeah. We've had so many shots on goal in them home games, yeah. mate. Arsenal aside. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 surprising. Like, and and you know, I, I'm looking at some of them and thinking, some of them just look a bit disjointed. And and like, if he did just pulled it back to him, but he's like squared or whatever, so they're yeah. not really expecting it. But I can't even fault it. Otherwise, we're, we're having plenty of shot. This is exactly what we wanted from Dice. Um, and I think, as you said, mate, it's the first kind of game where we've thought, okay, that's the blueprint that he's had in mind, and it's actually come off and paid off today. Um, you know, because we we. We were playing like that against Luton and whatever, and Fulham at home, Wolves at home, but it didn't come off. The plan just didn't execute for whatever reason, but today it did. Um, so it's like it's like that game with, with Lampard where we were playing against Palace at home, and we think, okay, that's the that's the plan. Now we can kick on. Hopefully now that is the blueprint moving forward, um, and we can just build on that and just climb the table up to 15th now as well. So, yeah, um, happy days. What a fantastic win. Um, any final thoughts, boys? I'll just echo Lee there. I just hope that the players, uh, you know, take this in the stride and carry it on, mate, and, and just realise that they are actually footballers and can yeah. win games when they, they're at it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think sometimes, though, it's difficult when you look at sort of some of the players, mate. Technically, some of them are just not that great. But when mm. they play as a unit, mate, they can be. Do you know what I mean? So when we do look at, like, Anana today, he pulls it out and he looks like a decent player. Yeah. Whereas sometimes, mate, he looks like he literally can't play football. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's that's the frustration, probably. But um, yeah. now if the players are unit and they're all on it, and they should be doing that every game, mate. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So for me, I just hope that they can take this into into a 
blood and thunder derby. Yeah. Um, and and put some pride back in that badge, mate, because we desperately need that. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, all the technical stuff can go out the window for me as long as they play as a unit. Give us some good times, mate. As as our chairman would say, you know, let's. Uh, I'll have a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go and have a nice little little drink and just celebrate what a good day and fuck Bournemouth again. But yeah, boys, appreciate your time and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Evan, we. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Aren't We podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with your blue friends and family and maybe even Evertonians you just meet in the street. Don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us. You can always catch us on Twitter by searching EAW Podcast. And if you've anything else you'd like to discuss, you can reach us via email at the EAWpodcast at gmail.com.